part of the Press Play Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. This is the Ballcourt Show, the sports podcast. For the sports collector. Thanks for joining in. I'm Jason Otero. I'm Gary Lamaster. And as always, we are brought to you by... The Press Play Podcast Network. That's the one. The one and only. Kind of bought by, too. Bought by and brought Brought to you by. by. Yeah. And don't get too excited, ladies and gentlemen. You're missing out. We're about to eat some Chinese. I am am anxiously watching the DoorDash app as the icon for our driver uh, slowly makes its way here. Yeah, if you've ever wondered how fat we are, (laughs) we are absolutely (laughs) pausing this recording. And just crushing Three minutes into this episode. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm starving. I'm famished. I haven't eaten all day. Yeah, and you had to sit at a uh, junior high football scrimmage in the heat. Yeah, it was sunny. It wasn't too bad. I'm ready for fall. It's been a long, oh, 100%. hot summer. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, the best time of the year anyway. But uh, agreed. It's cool seeing my son out there, the football uniform on. Yeah, a bunch of middle schoolers looking running around looking like bobbleheads. That's junior high football in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. There's usually yeah. one or two kids that look like relatively grown men, and everybody else looks yeah. like they don't know what their legs are for. Does that song come on every time you like watch middle school um, football and you're just like, glory days, they'll pass you by, glory days. Is that what you think of with that? No. Oh. Not at all. You had to look like a string bean in middle school, didn't you? And the short. I, I was like five foot six and 110 pounds. And then I grew nine and a half or 10 inches in nine months. Wow. Yeah. Something in the water over there. You, and you, talk about, you talk about somebody who didn't know what to do with their legs <laughs> for about a year. This guy oh, right shoot. here. Well, Gary was out gallivanting around at the beach last yeah, week. I had a little vacation. It was nice. Tybee Island, Georgia. If you've never been, you should go. It's awesome. I keep telling you, quit dragging your feet and just decide to commit and buy a place down there so that we have a place to rent for free. I mean, well, we, we actually piddled around a little bit while we were down there I'm this sure time. You, did. you go down there seven times a year we, we we piddled around the problem is is like to live there to yeah. buy something that two humans and a couple of dogs could functionally live in yeah 556 at a minimum yeah but we can buy like an 800 square foot condo that we can rent for 300 bucks a night 300 days a year for about two fifty, that's where it's at, and I think that's kind of the plan. We were looking at a few that were listed. Well, I didn't know we were going to get breaking news here. We'll, we'll see what happens. Well, Leslie and I are in favor of that decision. You say it's not big <laughs> enough for kids. Uh, it would Good be- deal. Sounds like we tried, <laughs> but we cannot make that work. Uh, speaking of kids, I got to give a shout out. Okay, had a really uh, good time at family reunion last week. Nice. Everyone survived. Um, got back home, and my nephew Grayson. Started digging through some cards. So he's been a Pokemon collector, but he really is getting into sports cards. Okay. So put out a little dollar box. Said, go nuts. Pick any 10 cards out you want. I'll be darned if he didn't pick every single one of the ones that were worth more than a dollar. <laughs> Kids got good taste. Uh, next day, I broke out the 50-cent box. and was like, hey, you can go ahead and pick what you want out of here. He looked through for a few minutes, grabbed one or two cards, and said, not as good as he said, nah, not as good stuff in here. <laughs> so, shout out to Grayson for getting into the hobby. Absolutely. He- Grayson, you are not going to believe what just happened. What just happened? As I was giving you a shout out. The food showed up? No, not the food before that. <laughs> oh. 
Talk away because I'm still chewing on I put a hat on. I put my hat back on. There was a yellow jacket inside my hat in the basement. Started stinging me in the face. You do look like the elephant. No, man. you cannot eat a mouthful of beef and broccoli. China. I absolutely can. Nobody wants to hear that, bro. I'm, I'm moving my I'm moving my mouth away from the mic whenever I chew. See, I can still hear that bite in your you mouth. Can. Now you can't hear it. You're done talking. Then it's it's up to me now. No, I'm. Are you done with the beef and broccoli? No, I got a few more pieces. You got of a choice. You got a choice to make here. No, I don't. I do not want to hear you slopping <laughs> your jaws around like a horse. What's really crazy is once I finish the beef and broccoli, there's still some lettuce wraps. Then why here. are we recording? You said hit play. I let's did. go. I said, and you could just let's oh go. Oh my gosh. Let's, let's well, anyway, shout out to Grace and Otero. Thanks for listening. We got a little bit of hobby news to jump into right away. Some scandals. This person's suing that person. That person's suing them back. You're a monopolizer. You're a monopolizer. So when you finish that bite, if we're you all could, Mr. So, Monopoly. You know, you take a week off. You come back a week later, and you're like, I'm going <laughs> to chew through this podcast. Yep. Hold so, on. So we're all on oh the same page. Oh, my gosh. Right. Wow. That let's was go. awesome. So let's talk through this lawsuit a little bit. So Panini files a suit against Fanatics. Fanatics files a countersuit. Break it down as simply as possible what the arguments are and how you think this is going to roll out. So the first lawsuit, Panini sues, and this is hilarious. Panini sues Fanatics saying that they are trying to create a monopoly, which will be bad for the hobby. Now, if you're in this hobby, that's hilarious to you, or it should be, because Panini has had a monopoly for the last 12 years. Yeah. So what they're saying is it's okay for us to have Monopoly, but because we no longer have it, you can't have one either. Mm -hmm. That's the gist of their argument. There were a few other really funny pieces to their lawsuit. One was, well, we can't have this because it will leave companies like us only to make what they refer to in the lawsuit as pajama cards, which we all call non-licensed cards. Though I think we should launch our own t-shirt pajama cards. <laughs> Not a terrible idea. With the panini colors. But know. that's what they call it. Um, and they're referring to pictures that are airbrushed so that there's nothing on the uniforms, no logos anywhere. Uh and that that will be bad if that's what they're resorting to have to make. Which is hilarious because it's what they already make. Yep, they're already doing for it. For baseball. Yep. And they're making tons of money doing it. Yep. Like their entire lawsuit is frivolous and hilarious, and it's a last-ditch effort to try to squeeze a little bit more money. But they're asking the judge to – the legal term is disgorge. For those of you who don't know what that We know term, what gorging is. We listened to you 30 yeah. seconds ago. Well, you won't hear me disgorge. Mine's staying. But the legal term disgorge means to give back. So what the, they're asking a judge to do is basically roll the clock back to late 2020 and nullify the sale of tops to Panini, nullify the sale of the manufacturer or <laughs> to, the, to Fanatics, nullify the sale of the manufacturer to Fanatics and reset everything the chances of this happening are so infinitesimally small that it's not funny yeah so that's panini's lawsuit in a nutshell it was good for us but it's bad now that it's you yeah we don't like how this is working this didn't work yeah so fanatics just a few days later this is great files maybe the greatest countersuit ever 
It's 30 pages, and it's well worth the read. It's not boring. It's not legalese. They did this in a way that you're going to read it and be like, oh, snap. Like, that's what it boils down to. The countersuit is filled with screenshots of tweets from Twitter users that have been blocked by Panini for asking where their redemptions are. Oh, my gosh. Uh, It is filled with pictures of cards that have no quality control whatsoever. Mm. After Panini's lawsuit said that their manufacturer makes sure that all cards are mint when they get to customers, Mm -hmm. Um, it details... Panini's bad faith negotiations where there was an agreement in principle. We've talked about this for a year. Back in the July of 2022, Fanatics and Panini came to an agreement in principle for Fanatics to buy Panini. Right. Panini then strung that out, strung that out, strung that out, and they strung it out by presenting fake books to Fanatics that overinflated their margins. And they admitted to Fanatics, and Fanatics details this in the countersuit, that... They kept two sets of books, a real set of books for internal use and an outside set of books to shine a rosy light Mm -hmm. on things. Yep. It also details some juicy factoids like the CEO of Panini America coming to Fanatics and saying, hey, will you hire me and negotiating a package and then taking that package to his bosses at Panini International and negotiating a better deal for himself to stay at Panini. Uh, It's really a fun 30-page read. Uh, I highly recommend it. What it boils down to is Fanatics is going to crush both of these lawsuits, and Panini is going to be a footnote in history when it comes to sports cards. What if they get the pajama cards, too? Panini, you get nothing. Well, I... You remember the Upper Deck Kids Illustrator cards? Yeah. That's all they're going to leave them with. (laughs) (laughs) They'll have uh, wrestling, they'll have UFC, and they'll have soccer. Yeah, I like it. Well, it's a real shame that that's happening to Panini. Yeah, it's awful. Um, let's go on to more scandal because there is F more. Those guys. Blake Martinez, yeah. troublemaker. Troublemaker. Big troublemaker. Why are you looking at me? He's like a. That? Guys, you're missing it right now. Um, so. <laughs> Gary, you're disgusting. Why am I disgusting? How is this disgusting? You don't Guy, he thinks now's the time for a cooking show. No, he's I'm mixing beef and cheese Chinese no, 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 broth. No, not beef and cheese. Beef and broccoli. Beef and the broccoli. Sauce. I just added the sauce to my my minced chicken for my Thai lettuce wraps because they were a little dry. Why is that weird? After a monster, a Bud Light, a beef broccoli. Uh, I mean, I don't know. None of this is weird. I'm just eating food. Okay, we can't do this in 20 minutes. Okay, go ahead. So you're still. That's a no. <laughs> still gonna do it. Blake Martinez is what yes, we're talking about Blake here. Blake Martinez. Yeah. Good Lord. I'm sorry, those of you listening at home. This is <laughs> terrible content. This is what they tune in for. Yeah, I don't know about that. Blake Martinez, football player turned Pokemon, dealer god turned yeah. scandal. Uh, yeah. Doing some shady things, getting exposed Lots for Lots of shady things. So he's making enough to retire on Pokemon. Yeah, so Blake Martinez started his career in Green Bay, uh, strung together two or three really nice seasons turned that into like a 35 40 million dollar deal with the giants played there for two years got shipped off to las vegas and retired after like week seven because over the previous three or four months he had made like five million dollars selling pokemon cards Mm -hmm. and he realized that he could make a lot of money doing that and not get his body destroyed yeah 
which smart, good for him. And it was a big deal that this NFL player was entering the trading card market in a big way. He was on all the influencer shows, sports card investor, interviewed mm-hmm. him, all these places. Yep. Goes to whatnot and is their premier Pokemon breaker. Like they're breaking 18 hours a day, lots of employees running stuff. They're the backyard breaks of the Pokemon side of things. Yep. Blake's and breaks. Blake's breaks. And there is unsubstantiated rumors, but they're coming from enough places that I think there's some truth to them that Blake Martinez is also a relatively highly leveraged investor in whatnot as a platform. Yikes. Well, come to find out, Blake's Breaks was scamming the shit out of people. Just absolutely scamming like crazy. Not, not sending cards to people, weighing packs and not putting you know hollow packs into breaks. Um, offering bounties on case hits when they knew that they had already pulled the case hit out of the cases yeah. and were just putting boxes out to show that there was you know 12 boxes like there isn't a case. Um, lots and lots and lots of that stuff. And enough complaints resulted in an investigation by whatnot and whatnot kicked them off the platform. You know how hard it is to get kicked off of whatnot? It's real hard. If Backyard Breaks is still there... Yeah. We're going back to the lettuce wrap now. Yeah, I'm just making one. You're good. Keep talking. Can we not do this ever again after today? <laughs> go. Let's go. It's got to be pizza or something. Like We can't be making food. <laughs> we need we need 30 minutes a week <laughs> to not shove your gullet full. All right. Yeah. So Blake's Breaks. Bad news, Bears. If you were affected by Blake's Breaks, what not says that they have made everybody whole no. and made everybody right. Uh, just give you all an update. I'm still alive, but the left side of my face is tingling <laughs> from the bee attack. I have two golf ball sized lumps on my forehead. You look like the elephant man. Yeah, it's it doesn't feel good, but I'm here and I'm playing through the pain for all of those of you listening. Yeah. All right, product reviews. Let's talk about the first one because we just. What products do you want to talk about, Gary? Go ahead and lean into the mic. Give them what I'm working with. No, lean into the mic right now. No, lean in the mic right now. We can talk about all kinds of things. Yeah, Topps Chrome came out. Mm-hmm. Platinum Anniversary came out. Mm-hmm. There's a few good things. Huh? There's a few good things to talk about. Yeah. How's that taste? Delicious. Awesome. Uh, Topps Chrome, we just opened a couple of blasters, and they were bangers. Yeah, they were. Uh, what did we pull out of there? We got the Josh Jung Rookie Auto to four ninety nine the refractor. Yep. yep. And, uh, and then the other box was a uh, Justin Steele auto mm-hmm. so two boxes left on the shelf i got up a little bit early today and um hadn't ripped anything for a minute and i figured it'd be fun for us to rip a little bit before uh we started podcasting so i grabbed a couple of blasters and a bowman mega the bowman mega was trash yeah but the blasters were really some nice decent color inserts too right yeah yeah uh great deal on that and then we opened a uh, bowman is that a mega yeah trash yikes it wasn't good yeah i took a beating on that but uh, the other one coming out is uh, Platinum, Top Scrum Platinum Anniversary, which I've just been seeing different hits. Yesterday. Yeah, seeing different hits out there. Uh, really, really fun product to break. You're going to feel like you have some value in it. There's some huge cards in there. For the most part, you're not going to hit those. Um, but a it's lot of those really inserts are great. Awesome vet parallels. But it's a $100 hobby box. Yeah. And I've seen some really nice ones. Yeah, the other thing too is this will be a great product if you like building player sets or oh, building yeah. a rainbow. Like, 
I think we've told what this means, but essentially with Topps Chrome, there's so many different color variations that you can kind of pick a random vet player. So like I know Eric Davis is in this product, so I'll probably be buying up some of those different, you know, color variations, see if I can't collect them all. Absolutely. Um, but uh, that's, a, that's a really good one for set building. They still have – so last year they had some type of Mickey Chase in there. Is there anything like that this year? I don't believe so. Okay. So Last year it was called Platinum Anniversary, not Platinum, because it was the anniversary. Of oh, the this 50- year's not Platinum Anniversary? No, it's just Platinum. Oh, okay, Tops gotcha, gotcha. Platinum. Gotcha. Last year was Platinum Anniversary because it was the, 50, or the 70th 70. anniversary of yeah. the 52 yep. mantle, the 52 yep. 70th anniversary of the 1952. I mean, we're reaching now this here. year's the fifth. This year looks like the 53 set. Yeah, yeah, it's really so. nice. Uh, so anyway, we would recommend picking that, up, especially high end version of archives, basically. And you're getting a high end product. Now I don't know the how many packs you're still getting a lot of cards, right? On a hobby box. Um, I think it's like you're getting like 80 or 100 cards. Yeah, yeah I mean it's so for a high end product, it's actually a lot of cards. Yeah. We say high end for us. We just mean like the quality of the card. Obviously, there's yeah. way more expensive stuff out there. But it would be in that in that one for us. Uh, upcoming shows. So you and I are kind of diving into. We're spreading our wings a little bit. You're driving all over the Midwest at this point. Yeah. But uh, we've got some shows coming up. So let's give them a rundown. What do we got next? Uh, uh, so Sunday this week. Today is Thursday the tenth. So Sunday this week on the thirteenth, I will be in Portsmouth. At Ollie's, uh, that show is nine to three, so that'll be a fun one. First show that they've done in Portsmouth for twenty five or thirty years. Now Wheelersburg is reasonably close to Portsmouth, but it's not Portsmouth, so it's the first Portsmouth show in a really long time. Uh, so that should be fun. Uh, next weekend is the uh, South High yep. uh, American Legion show. It's, you hear us talk about it all the time. It's my favorite show that I set up at. Uh, we'll both be at that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xenia is this weekend as well. Yeah. Not setting up, but it's a great buying show. You yeah. should go. And then the 26th of August, there is a new show that is being uh, launched here in the old uh, Central Ohio out in Plain City. Mm. Now, it's a unique concept for a show, and it's not a big show. I think it's either 20 or 25 tables. Um, What's the date again? The 26th. It's okay. August the 26th from 10 to 3. And... It's modern and ultra-modern cards only. If There will not be any vintage dealers Interesting. there at all. Uh, it's uh, The guy who's promoting the show is a new promoter, so we'll see how it goes. I've given him some feedback. Uh, yeah. He's been very receptive to it, so I'm excited to go so out where there. do they draw the line on that with modern? Pre-85 would be vintage? Uh, yeah, probably pre-junk. Junk wax back would be considered okay. vintage. I mean... We got to remember that 1990 was 33 years ago. So. I know, but yeah. What if I have a couple slabs from that era? Well, if you've got a couple things, I don't think the world's an end. But what they're trying to avoid is they don't. Hillier Show 2.0. The entire impetus behind this show was this person's terrible experiences at the Hilliard Show. Yeah. So they wanted a. This is all nice, Columbus, Ohio based. Yeah, those they, of you. they wanted a nice show at a nice location. So this show is at the Silo in Plain City. Um, 138 West Main Street. It's August the 26th from 10 to 3. Yeah. And it's modern, ultra-modern only. It's a show that you're probably going to be able to get in and out of and see everything there in yeah. two, two and a half hours. Yeah. You and I are hitting up a couple, but two weeks after that, we've got one in uh, Wheelersburg. Wheelersburg on the 9th of September. And then we have Newark 
Is that a new show? I believe the 26th. Yeah, Yeah, that's a new show, too. Uh, That's going to be a good one. The guy who's promoting that is a guy that is Big Don. If you're in Ohio and you're in this hobby and you go to shows a lot, you know who Don is. Uh, He goes by Sporty D. Uh, Awesome guy. I think it's going to be a great show. Just out of respect, I did not make a Sporty Spice reference there. That's good because he would crunch you down. <laughs> like the, Wreck-It Ralph. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Just be like Donkey Kong you. No, I shook the man's hands. They yeah. swallowed me whole. <laughs> 100%. Oh, oh, oh. One more thing I want to talk about. Okay. This is a little bit of a lighter episode, but it could be the venom in my head. But speaking of pain in the head, do you remember Tim Anderson getting knocked the hell out the other oh, day? Oh, it was great. There, Nothing makes me happier than somebody who has an unreasonably high level of self-confidence in all things because they're good at one or two mm-hmm. things. And this dude squared up like he was the man. And yeah. Jose Ramirez just... Falling away hook. Knocked his ass <laughs> out cold. I wanted that to be a Tops Now card so oh, bad yeah. the next day. Just yeah. the connection yeah. point. They didn't do it, but it would have been spectacular. All right, you just brought up something. I want to know if you've seen this. Tops now from the World Baseball Classic, the Otani oh, Trout. and Trout yep. on-card auto. There's three of them. Well, so what? there's three of them, but not really. They only exist, not because Tops now did them, but, but Trout himself bought three of them, and he signed them and hand-numbered them to three, and then he had Otani sign them and hand-numbered three of them. They had PSA authenticate them, and then he gifted one to Shohei to get him into the hobby. And he has the other two. Yeah. And if well, he's a smart man, he'll I've got news for Shohei, whether he knows or not. He's in the hobby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's all over the hobby. Yeah. But yeah. That's another thing we could touch on. Tops has already announced, and you, it's on all of the Tops Chrome boxes. They are doing the MVP buyback again this year. I'm not going to tell you who you should be trying to scoop. But but I'm going to tell you that if Otani doesn't win the AL MVP, something has gone horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. The NL's a little murkier, and I'm not going to share the guys that I'm kind of scooping on the DL really cheap. Is Davis Mills case. one of them? <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> but Acuna is the guy that everybody's about 100% sure is going to win the MVP. I'm not 100% sure. I think he's probably a 75 or 80% chance, but there's two or three other guys that are Come on. making a push. That if Do you, you think, think it's going to mean that you get less of them if you tell them on the airwaves? I think it'll make the price of them go up. You have that kind of confidence in our reach. I do. I love that energy, but I would not be telling you the truth. Freddie Freeman and Matt Olson. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I like that. I like Matt Olson. I like that yeah. as an option. I'm Matt Olson has 103 RBIs already. Guys, he is so cheap. Yes. Cheaper than he should be. Well, it's because he played the first five years of his career in Oakland. Yeah. Where good baseball players go to die. Yeah. Yeah, not for long. I uh, know, because they do the same thing the Reds do. It ship them out no, right yeah. before arbitration. Yeah. <laughs> well, I meant they're moving, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. Well, buddy, I'm getting a little dizzy, lightheaded here. You just poisoned from that yellow jacket sting? I've been attacked. It was multiple stinks. And then the (laughs) jerk just flew off into the rafters. Well, the good news is, is when we finish this episode, I've still got a lettuce wrap to eat. I can't wait to watch you do that. I know. This has been the Ball Car Show, the sports podcast. For the sports